Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Ladies and gentlemen, we're taking the podcast on the road this season. We want you to come with us. We're heading to Tampa. We're heading to Nashville. We're heading to New Orleans and maybe a couple other surprises. Thanks to fansofphilly.com. That's P-H-A-N-S, fansofphilly.com. They put all the packages together for us. We're going to hit the road. Set it and forget it. Four-star hotels, direct flights, tickets to the game, tailgates, pregame festivities, and can be a part of our show's as we're there the whole weekend, wherever we are going. Fansofphilly.com. Make sure you use the code BGN so we all stick together and come have fun with us as we cheer on our Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, and take over every stadium that we are in this season. Fansofphilly.com. Promo code BGN. Michael Kiss. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hand. And Benjamin Solak. I know it's a big night when he asked for honey. He said he wants honey. It's the Kiss and Solak Show. Man. I love those guys. Right here on BGN Radio. Fly, Eagles, fly, and welcome into the Kissed and Solak Show. This is episode 42, brought to you by the fine folks at BGN Radio. You guys know the spiel by now. I am your host, Michael Kist at Michael Kist NFL. I'm here with Benjamin Solak from Bleeding Green Nation on Twitter at Benjamin Solak. That's S-O-L-A-K. Some news just dropped about the president and the Eagles. So, of course, we had to call in the reinforcements. We are joined by John Barchard. John, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I have got a peach pear LaCroix. I have got a Bira uh, 91 white ale. I'm ready to rock and roll, fellas. LaCroix. <laughs> LaCroix. La it's a French word. It's pronounced no, see, I, it, it, Listen, here's the thing. You are 100% correct because I call it that forever. However, the website does say... LaCroix, and it annoys the hell out of me. Yeah, well, the website says, like, we're white Wisconsin people. We don't know how to pronounce <laughs> stuff. We're just going to, like, appropriate the heck out of this word that's just water. Just no. Yeah, you know and what? I've so just changed, fun, I've changed my stance. I've changed my stance. Yeah, LaCroix. Uh, and uh, <laughs> peach pear is definitely 1A1B. As a, you know, I mean, orange is around there, but peach pear is a new favorite. Oh, I don't so. even drink it. I just get mad about the pronunciation. Yeah, same. Okay. So I thought we had our Easter egg for this show uh, d- developed beforehand because we were going to be talking about some Pop-Tarts later because there is a dispute within the group here. Before we get into that, uh, Ben, obviously you're always having a great day. It's been eight years. We get it. Everything else good. What's up? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> man. It's a good time, and it's a fun day because silly things are happening, and we get to talk about the silly things. And that's what we occupy our time with, and it's, really, it's a great life that we lead. It really is. Yeah. I'm going to qualify this entire show by saying that we are going to be talking about some politics because politics has entered the sphere of sports. So it has made it literally impossible to hashtag stick to sports. So if you do not like political discussion, uh, I don't think any of us are on either side of the aisle as far as the politics go necessarily, so it shouldn't be too bad. Uh, But if you don't like your views uh, either being challenged or not talked about in the way that you would like, Uh, just in politics in general, and you want to continue to enjoy your BGN radio host, uh, you may want to just wait until the next pod drop. However, this is something that here at the BGN radio crew we have to address. So there was a statement released by the president today. The Eagles were supposed to, on Tuesday, be visiting the White House to celebrate their Super Bowl win. Uh, This is from the White House, a statement by the president, and I will read it in full. The Philadelphia Eagles are unable to come to the White House with their full team to be celebrated tomorrow. They disagree with their president, speaking in the third person, but whatever. 
anyway, the, the president, because he insists that they proudly stand for the national anthem, hand on heart, in honor of the great men and women of our military and the people of our country. The Eagles wanted to send a smaller delegation, but the 1,000 fans planning to attend the event deserve better. These fans are still invited to the White House to be part of a different type of ceremony, one that will honor our great country, pay tribute to the heroes who fight and protect it, and loudly and proudly play the national anthem. I will be there at 3 p.m. with the United States Marine Band and the United States Army Chorus to celebrate America. Unquote. I was extremely frustrated to see this for the reasons that I kind of alluded to earlier on, uh, because the fact that politics have now become uh, a whole new thing for the NFL. There's no way to separate the two with this issue, whether it be with the anthem stance or with the president and who he will or will not invite to the White House. I, I know some, some Eagles, I guess, were planning on not going because of their stances, their political stances. Uh, obviously, this is something that's going to be frustrating to talk about, and we're going to work through it. We're going to figure it out. Uh, John, what was your first reaction to this statement by the president disinviting the Eagles to the White House? Give me my money back for my Amtrak ticket! That was my first reaction? Are you Like... I, I understand that they're listen, we're gonna have a very serious conversation when it gets into it, but honestly, that's why I've got beer and seltzer at the same time, because I had a whole day planned tomorrow. I was gonna do this, I was like, all right, where am I gonna come to and do all these other different things? Now I'm drinking because I just lost money on an Amtrak ticket and that nine dollar thing that says, Hey, uh, just in case something pops up or somebody dies or you have an emergency, might want to click on that just in case, and you fully refund your money back. And I was like, well, there's no way that they're going to cancel the White House visit for oh, an Eagles parade, <laughs> which has nothing really to do with politics altogether. And, of course, it becomes a political thing. So that was, one, my first reaction. Secondly, uh, now that we've had some time to digest this thing a little bit here, too, and people are talking about it, uh, you know, it is the narrative then becomes... Well, uh, they didn't stand with, just as you said, Mike, with their hand on their heart and, and all of that. Um, with the exception of Ron Brooks in the preseason, mm. no Eagles player knelt once during the entire season where games actually mattered, where it wasn't just closed-circuit TV, where only us really see the games during preseason or whoever they're playing in Miami during those practice runs. That's the only time it happened. So Silly facts, John. No one actually kneeled. There was some fist raising. There was Chris Long putting his hand on fist raiser Malcolm Jenkins and some others. So, you know, people can kind of take that for out is. But honestly, just like you were saying here, Michael, I um, it's unfortunate because there is no way to not talk about this in a political fashion because, once again, it's bled into sports. And I will make the same blanket statement that Michael has made. Uh, and it's probably going to be long-winded. This goes back to a lot of different things. The national anthem uh, and and the way we've discussed it has never been fully has never advanced. The that conversation has never advanced. It has been a constant. This is what I believe in, and this is what I believe in, and you can't move me from those spots, which, again, is equally as stupid as it is the actual things that we can't even acknowledge in which. A lot of these protests started in the first place. These protests started in the first place because of racism and police brutality. That is understandable. I, and that is not even me saying, uh, you know, th that's how it should be and you got to deal with it. The people that raise concerns on, well, you're doing this during, you know, patriotic, uh, in a part of this where they have a lot of military families and even the people protesting have military families and they had to discuss that in between the guy who started this Colin Kaepernick had to have a discussion with one of his teammates who was a former navy seal and you know they agreed to a compromise of such kneeling instead of sitting on the bench and doing all this other different things but regardless of that um, it is an automatic tune out when people just start talking about the anthem and i think mm. that's a large part of 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 this is because it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere after that and the biggest parts for me are i hate democrats and i hate republicans not the people that align <laughs> themselves with it but the people who control those parties and i really wish i really wish someday 
that we can actually sit down and talk to one another about our disagreements because it is in my belief that those guys make us fight a lot when we don't have to. And I really do believe that we can have a better understanding of one another if we just talk and we are not at that point and for a very odd, uh, a very big uh, amount of reasons. I understand why people are dug in on both sides, and um, it, it really sucks. And especially when it's this and getting to the business of the NFL and, uh, again, why it's, it's just an ongoing thing now, and this will continue to happen throughout the season and more so here in Philadelphia because it involves the Eagles and, and what they're doing. And even, you know, Torrey Smith has uh, been the outspoken one where it seems to me like no one on the Eagles, as, of, as we're recording this at 10 o'clock at night on a Monday, no one from the Eagles has tweeted anything, which I don't think is uh, just, you know, by random occurrence here. Um, Torrey is not yeah. with the Eagles anymore, and he's the only one that is publicly tweeting some things out. So... I feel like there will be a a team statement coming at some point, either Tuesday or Wednesday when they get there. Um, it just sucks, guys. I, I really wish that we could just talk about sports because it's it's what we ultimately want to do, and it's ultimately what everybody wants to listen to. Uh, it's just uh, very unfortunate that something like this is politicized, something as simple as even if it was just 10 representatives – uh, it it wouldn't matter, but because it's, I think the the president's ego seems bruised to me. Um, he was going to say, well, if the rest of the team's not coming, then I'm going to use this to politicize a thing that is really missing the point once again, and that's kind of where we stand right now. Yeah, and, and that's that's part of the problem too. People don't disagree. People disagree with the president and instead of bringing them in talking with them having the open mind as the leader of the free world he would rather shut those voices out and for anybody saying well what are they even protesting i mean you can just google it with malcolm jenkins you can google it with chris long Uh, they've been moving towards trying to pass legislation for the very things that they raise their fists or put their arm around Malcolm Jenkins for. This is not a new thing for, for the Eagles. It's going to be very interesting because this, is, this thing isn't over and it bleeds over into the national anthem discussion. What are the Eagles going to do in the beginning of the season when they have the option of either certain players coming out for the anthem? Are they going to all stay in the locker room? Which the NFL has bungled this just as in the same way that they bungled the catch rule and now the whole lowering the helmet thing. They can't figure out the the, the anthem thing. So they want to kowtow and step fetch to the president and, and acquiesce to what he wants rather than doing something like the NBA would in having a collective bargaining agreement that has this to where they can still uh, protest in different ways before the game, whether it be wearing a, a LeBron when he did the I Can't Breathe t-shirt, whatever the case may be, but giving them uh, an avenue that's acceptable for all parties involved to be able to do this instead of strong arming uh, the NFL Players Union, not even having them at the table for the discussion and putting this thing through with the anthem and now you've got the president talking about it and disinviting the eagles and you've got the vice president mike pence claiming w's for the anthem thing we would love to stick to sports would love to stop sticking your nose in sports stay out of it we wouldn't have to talk with you i have my political opinions i respect the political opinions of other people i feel like my political opinions are my own and i'm not going to force them on anybody and i don't expect them to be forced on me i'm just going to tune you out if all you want to do is talk at me but at the same time we can't as a nation talk to each other and have a discussion about it it just gets dragged through the mud it's a it's a huge problem and that's why we try to typically avoid it on this show and ben i know how you have your own unique take on it uh, as well as far as what this looks like for the eagles for the league and just for you uh, personally yeah i think it's it's really interesting because the uh, two main points they brought up and one that we hit very heavy was this idea of of the intersection between politics and sports which at this point is inevitable uh, in kind of a very connected digital world, it's going to happen. Uh, and then the second kind of being around uh, what it looks like when people are involved in the discourse and what it looks like when people are involved in their community. To the, to the first point, you know, and, and where, um, 
where John said it, you know, people, you know, are just trying to make everything about the anthem when it's not. And he was speaking uh, in terms of, of the protests. And you could very well take that exact same sentiment and turn it to the White House visit because the White House visit isn't about the anthem. And that's very crucial to understand is that is the, the, the Super Bowl winning team, the NBA Finals winning team, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals winning team, these teams will not be attending the White House because in their championship they've somehow been conferred with some sort of political patriotic responsibility. It's not as if, well, because you won the Super Bowl, you're now more responsible for honoring the troops, which is a, a, a massive theme in, in President Trump's uh, announcement and, and, and the, uh, the, the statement that he made when he told the, the Eagles they could no longer visit the White House. He said, you know, we're going to be making a patriotic display. We're going to be honoring our troops and we're going to be singing our national anthem. And you don't do that because you protest during the anthem, or he may have even said kneel, which as we've discussed is, you know, semantically incorrect. Um, and because you don't, you, you know, you don't acknowledge the anthem, you protest during the anthem, you can't do that with us. You know, uh, you can't be patriotic in that way. These visits were not patriotic from the jump. You know, obviously visiting the White House is going to be an American experience. Uh, that is the seat of the executive branch of the American government. You know, I took social studies in high school. Clearly, I know what's going on. Uh, but this is not, it's not like you went there, you know, to honor the, the, the troops. It's not what was happening. Sure, the, the national anthem is played while you're there. I'm very, I'm sure. But you went there so that, like, you know, the president could shout you out for, for uh, you know, winning the championship and probably make a couple jokes about his home city and his hometown and his home team and your home players and whatever. And, and you know, uh, 2016, ESPN's writing about how this whole tradition began. And uh, there was a statement from, from at the time, uh, uh, President Obama's uh, director of communications or what have you, uh, basically saying, you know, we're not only honoring the players, uh, we're also honoring the, the work they do in the community. We think that's important to do when they come here is not only honor their victory, but honor what they've meant to this country. So there's already been that intersectionality of, of politics and sports, like we said, but it was, in a, it was way left. It was the other way. This wasn't, it was the opposite of what's currently happening. So, you know, the, this entire visit has been misconstrued and twisted, very similarly to how the anthem protests were, in the sense that they're not about what we're making them out to be about. That's not a sentence. They're, they're not <laughs> focused on the topic matter that we're discussing when we deal with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we've convoluted them to fit a different image than their original form. And so that makes the discussion very difficult from the jump, because oftentimes people are discussing two wildly different things when they think they're discussing the same topic. Now, uh, Malcolm Jenkins was asked immediately after the, uh, the Eagles Super Bowl victory in February by CNN, he was asked, you going to go to the White House? And he was like, no. Uh, and he basically said, I, I, I'm not super interested in just taking a picture with that guy. I, 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 I know that's not something I want to do, uh, and I, that's, I'm not about it. And then he was challenged, and, and the, the moderator asked him, let's say, you know, Trump hit you up. And he said, you know, putting aside the protest, putting aside, you know, that stuff that you do that I don't like, uh, you know, Malcolm, you're very involved in uh, prison reform. You're very involved in, 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 in the, you know, uh, drug imprisonment and this sort of topic. Come to the White House and I want to discuss that with you. Would you accept that invitation? And Malcolm pretty much said, you know, I definitely would consider it. Like, that absolutely be something I would do. And he said, wherever that work is, that's where you'll find me. Wherever that work mm. is, I'll be there. Like, you know, that's, that's, that's what I want you to know about me. Which is why I'm, more than anything else, incredibly interested to see what Malcolm Jenkins does tomorrow. And I'm really interested to see what Chris Long does tomorrow. And even more so, I'm interested in what, like, Lane Johnson, Texas, Oklahoma, Lane Johnson does tomorrow. You know what I mean? I'm interested to see what, what Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman do tomorrow. Because you're at a point now where if you just weren't attending, and some people from the Eagles were, then you just didn't want to go, and you go do your own thing, that's fine. With the full slamming of the door by President Trump, saying you are your entire organization is so unpatriotic that none of you can come here, what you do on Tuesday will have ramifications it will have repercussions because it will be viewed in light of and up against a, a patriotic display loudly and proudly singing the anthem honoring our troops to which you were uninvited or disinvited mm. uninvited means you showed up and you weren't invited disinvited so what you do now tuesday at 3 p.m eastern time it's very important and, and and it can have incredible optics if you're somebody like malcolm jenks who says wherever the work is on prison reform i'll be then on tuesday 3 p.m 
it would, I think, be a very noteworthy and story-worthy activity if Malcolm Jenkins was directly involved in something. And, and not, you know, that's a bit of a PR opportunity, a bit of a play, you know what I mean? But in a very real way, in a very substantive way. Because if that's what, if that's what you're claiming, you just, had a, you just got a huge opportunity to make the statement that that's patriotism to you. That was, that, that was lobbed over the plate for you. And so if that's what you're about, which, you know, Malcolm and Chris seems what they're about, and maybe other Eagles players as well, then I think that that'd be a really strong showing for them. And I would anticipate we do see something like that on Tuesday. Uh, real quick before we move on here, uh, I know that, you know, again, people always have their – this is so weird. This is what I'm saying, guys. I'm about to quote a newsman who I know people have a problem with, but Jake Tapper is is reporting this and saying, just spoke with an Eagles – just spoke with a player on the Eagles who described him – Describe some of the background scene. The team had had a couple of meetings to discuss the White House invitation. He said not many players wanted to attend the White House ceremony. Quote, the numbers were low. The Eagles player said the president making an issue of players who uh, take a knee during the national anthem to protest radical injustice, uh, racial injustice, excuse me, was never mentioned in the meetings. He said there was no infighting about the team's attendance either. So this is this was the sediment, and as you know, you guys have both said by this point, most of the team had made their declaration long before you even gotten to this point. Mm. Uh, many people were were very much on. If the team wants to go, I will go. If the team doesn't want to go, I will go. Uh, Carson Wentz in his introductory press conference into OTAs, which again was a little bit of a surprise uh, because we didn't expect him to be there kind of responded in the same way. He even stated, and people got upset with it too, people said, I don't view this as a political statement. This is an opportunity to show the nation that we are champions of the things that that, that, that I do as a football player, and whatever the team decides to do, we will do. And mm-hmm. in the locker room, uh, you know, I was talking with Brandon Brooks, and I, I re-quoted him to Brandon, and I said, does that mean that you also view this as not a political uh, take or slant or move if you do or do not go to the White House. And he simply said, how can it not be? And that's where we are. How can it not be? Whether I choose to go or not, it is still going to be a political statement, and that's kind of out of my hands, you know, because – and I saw that too. The moment that that news came out on OTA, you would have thought it was World War II. And be like, how, I knew this was, it's really hard to root for this Eagles team now. And now we have the complete other side of this. Now that, the, now that Donald Trump has said the Eagles are no longer invited, it becomes the other rallying cry for, for that base. So he, he was absolutely right because we were able to see that twice now. We will see the reactions of they're still going to go. And now a lot of people think this is a victory. And some people think this is stupid. <laughs> and, uh, and I got to tell you, it's, it's frustrating. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. And and uh, that's part of the anxiety, at least for me, even discussing this right now, because I know at the end of the day, by the time we get to the end of this podcast, someone is going to disagree with us. And mm-hmm. someone is going to think, because of whatever views that we give on this podcast, that we are on one side or we on we are on the other. Uh, and that's not to like try and save face and try and be like, oh, you're just being a big J journalist and trying to <laughs> see it from both sides. No, I'm I'm honestly just looking at this and and I just think this whole thing is dumb. And the only one that we can really get a, a grasp on, other than what Jake Tapper has said with an anonymous player, is from Tory Smith, and he's here saying. There are so many lies, and he's referring to the statement. One, not many people were going anyway. No one refused to simply, uh, uh, because Trump insisted folks stand for the anthem, the president continues to spread the false narrative that the players are are anti-military. And even after the the Super Bowl, Torrey Smith had said some of the same things, and they weren't national anthem related. It's because he thought it was, he, he felt he was sexist. He felt he was... A lot of other different things, and he didn't care if the, the, the title was president or not. He just didn't feel comfortable doing that. Uh, he also goes on to say there are a lot of people on the team that have plenty of different views, and this leads up to what Jake Tapper was saying. The men and women that wanted to go should be able to go. It's a cowardly act to cancel the celebration because the majority of people do not want to see you. To make it about the anthem is foolish. And especially with this Eagles team, it really is, just as we were saying. Like, they're, they're hardly it, – it was barely an issue. And 
honestly, Malcolm Jenkins got ostracized from guys like Eric Reed, from the Kaepernick coalition, from all of that. Yeah. You know, that they, they uh, he I mean, talk about somebody that can't win at all. Chris Long, another guy, is the same way. That like, oh, you know what? F him, even though, you know, he donated his entire freaking paychecks to uh to uh charity for the and tax return. Yeah, for yeah, the right. tax return. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> forgot for tax return and get the publicity out of it because that's exactly what you want to do uh as an older guy who, you know, is thinking about retirement and yeah. uh and playing football. So uh I I I just feel like we're at a point, and here comes the old man again, um, where there used to be a time, and this sounds so such like my parents, I kind of want to punch myself in the face, <laughs> but I, th- this, there, there was a time where we could disagree politically, uh, and maybe it's because the country just didn't want to talk about it. Maybe it's because we just wanted to avoid it at all costs, and we just want to enjoy each other's company. And secretly, we wanted to, you know, I don't know, uh, cherry bomb their toilets or something like that. But like, <laughs> I, I, I still have. I feel like I still have friends on on both sides of political arguments. I don't get along with some of the political statements made in our own text thread, and we fight about them there. You know, like I, I but I still love those guys. I love everybody a part of BGN. I, I love all of. The, well, mostly all of the Philadelphia Eagles fans, except for the ones that are real dicks. Like, and I, 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 it even happened today with a colleague of mine that I, I know has the greatest soul in the world and that, you know, has a great perspective on life and probably doesn't have a lot of the political beliefs that line up with a lot of people that I follow on Twitter and was kind of ostracized for that. Uh, for really nothing other than they disagreed on a sports take that he had. So it is a weird time that, like you were saying, Kist, we can't have discussions about that to move forward. And almost that that's what needs to happen before we can even have a conversation moving past literally just the NFL, the anthem, police brutality and racism. Yeah. <laughs> like, And, and yeah. this is something that baffles me is that how can we not all agree that racism is a thing and police brutality is a thing? Instead, it goes into whataboutism about 70 other different things. And yeah. that's a when problem to me. Because, when, when was the day that it stopped? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's just it, it, it hasn't stopped. And, and it's, it's especially true with the African-American community. But police brutality happens literally to a lot of different people. And you know what? I probably wouldn't have believed that if I didn't travel around so much, if I didn't move a lot as a kid, if, you know, all that. And, and I'm sure everybody's got some stupid story like that too. But it's the truth. I, I have seen all the different sides of a lot of things, and I'm not saying I see it equally every time. There is Sometimes it is black and white, but we live in a lot of fucking gray, and no one wants to talk about the gray. So yeah. what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say... <laughs> This shouldn't have been a political thing at all. This, to me, is another fucking dumb thing that the NFL has succumbed to, and now this is going to make it ten times worse because the rule that they pass about, you know, staying in a locker room and all this stuff, like this keeps getting politicized, and it's not necessarily from the NFL or its players. It comes from the president. And so they have a decision to make, and they're like, we need to protect our money, but we also need to protect our players, and then dumb decisions happen, like the dumbest ones happen. So um, yeah, I, I feel like it, it is turning from an anthem thing to more or less this is, this is really going to affect – the collecting of bargaining agreement, um, so much more. I mean, the healthcare, the, the CTE, and a lot of that was already built into this. But like, my take out of all of this is once again, I'm uh, Ben. You're smart. Help me out. What upper, What happens after quadruple? Quintuple. Quintuple. Yeah. So I'm going to <laughs> quintuple down that uh, the NFL will not exist for one year in 2021. This is all this tells me. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of things that I can touch on from what you just said, John, as because this isn't just a singular issue, and this is going to continue on uh, as we move into the season to see how the Eagles react, whether or not what the team does for the anthem, and the, the just the anthem itself is tied in money, too. And look, I've, I've, my sister's a sergeant. Her husband's a sergeant. 
And each time one of these police brutality things comes out, these videos comes out, we talk about it and we talk through it. And I can I can see both sides and she can see the other side, too. She's a cop like this is a thing. And there are incompetent cops out there that may not be racist, but they just make stupid decisions and they shouldn't be out there, uh, which is unfortunate for the whole narrative and unfortunate for the people involved. But uh, and I was I was telling you guys before that uh, I I listened to a podcast, a history podcast called a hardcore history of Dan Carlin. He also has a political podcast and he was regularly churning out stuff. And the last, I don't know, four or five months, he hasn't put anything out. He finally put out a podcast uh, earlier the other week and he tries to say pretty bipartisan and have his own views on things and not go too far, too le- uh, too far left or too far right. And he's like, I don't know what you want me to say right now because we can't have a discussion. Uh, whatever I say, it's going to be attacked on both sides for, for whatever way people perceived me to lean. And I feel like that's the same situation that, that, that we're kind of in. There is no winner in this. As far as having to, to discuss this on this podcast, if we didn't, people were going to think that we were compliant in all of this and just taking a side. And that would have been, we yeah. would have been labeled with that. Uh, and to, to be in that situation to where it's something that you don't want to discuss, but you have to, this is politicians making hay at the expense of the public to create a further, a further divide in which that they can exploit. So and and when you when you talk about Trump, okay, this is what, in my opinion, Trump should have done. And you can disagree with me or agree with me, however you feel. Uh, I respect your opinion. Just just hear me out if you want to hear me out or tune me out. Whatever you want to do, it's fine with me. (laughs) Donald Trump, president of the United States, should have said, okay, and understanding the, the climate and the team that the Eagles have and the guys like Malcolm Jenkins and Chris Long and the, and the outspoken guys and Tory Smith and all that, why not say, I understand you have you know, your reservations about coming to the White House for you know, XYZ reason. I want you to come and I want to have a conversation with you about your concerns to try to heal this nation. Because I want to have a constructive conversation with you, even though you disagree with me. I think that would be a great example for not only the Trump followers, but also people that feel frustrated like we do, that you can't have a conversation. Put that conversation out there. And if Malcolm Jenkins declines, okay, then maybe that's worth some criticism. Because he was giving, the, the olive branch was put out and he declined it. Okay, then maybe you, you, you can come after him for that. Not... Let's bring in Kim Kardashian married to the guy that said slavery was a choice and talk about prison reform when a perfectly good opportunity to talk to a Super Bowl winning champion who is actually actively trying to pass legislation regarding prison reform, not just shun, shun him and shut the door on him. Shows how childish he is because he disagrees with him, his, his whole way of thinking. It's, it's, it, it blows my mind that we're so close-minded to other people's viewpoints. Trump, in my mind, and I don't mean to get into the political commentary here, uh, I really don't care enough, but missed an opportunity to make a really good show out of things instead of just this culture of declaring winners and losers as they did with the anthem issue uh, and the NFL just completely bungling everything as they've done uh, for a while. Uh, Ben, I threw a lot out there for you, and uh, I want to make sure that you get fair time to speak here because we want to be fair and balanced here on the Kist and Solak show. Uh, what What are your thoughts up to this point? Yeah, see, I don't even think that that Trump had to do that. I just this is a stupid tradition where we go and we get to look at the White House and we get to smile <laughs> and take pictures because we won a game. As like all Santa Claus the and the Easter Bunny. Of fame and stardom and celebrity are this is dumb as heck, and there's no real reason for it, and it doesn't actually mean anything. So go. It's just like the, the you you. There are some people on the Eagles who are outspokenly not a fan of you. It sucks. Uh, this when you are like the number one most recognizable person in the country, in that you are the president of the country. There's probably going to be some people who outspokenly dislike you, uh, and if you don't want to interact with them, it's going to make life very difficult for you. That's the reality, uh, and that's for from President Trump down to everyone. Like to the bottom of notoriety because you're just going to have to interact with people you don't like. Like That's a human thing. The end. So they come in, and it's not all of them. 
and you wish it was, but it's not. And then you say things about them that your speechwriter prepared for you, and you don't mean some of them, but that's okay. <laughs> You've done that before. You're a politician. Uh, and then you take pictures, and then you go home, and we stop talking about this nonsense. Yeah. Right? That, 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 like, to me, that's why this visit doesn't mean anything. It's, You're it's, saying it's, it's a, a non it's a non issue to that's made into an issue to to make right. political hay, right? And it was and, and and it was to me it was even like beginning to be made into an issue when you know Chris Long first outspokenly said he wasn't going to go when he was a patriot back in 2016 2017 season. Yeah, you know, he said like I'm not going to go because I disagree with this guy. And like you know Tory Smith had his quote John that you shared where it was you know. Uh, you know, I wouldn't attend a, a party that was being held by somebody who was sexist or who who is outspokenly, you know, against people like me and people of color. And so why would I go just because that man is the president of the United States? And that like that's your purview, like that's your thing. That makes sense. Like that's like a you know that's that's a personal choice, what have you. But you know, when you when you say like I'm not going to go uh, to this you know ceremony because it, it, there's a political backing to it right and you're making it political you're already to me aggrandizing the issue that's me personally you know what i mean so to me like you know this isn't a matter of like what has to be discussed and how should we invite people and what you know should be the nature of the conversation when they come if we're gonna do this stupid thing then let's just acknowledge that it's a stupid thing take the freaking pictures and everybody go home get some good sleep and have a nice meal in dc great situation done done (laughs) yeah no um I'm with you, Ben. It's it's being blown up out of proportion, and again, well, and and actually, I'm just. I, this might sound incredibly stupid, but hey, it's coming out of my mouth. Uh, the, in that same vein, like, who would say, "Hey, um, you just won the Super Bowl. You have to take a picture with Floyd Mayweather," or yeah, now you have to sit with Kevin Spacey, or now right. it's time for fucking Harvey Weinstein because you won the Super Bowl, or Bill Cosby. You know, you're, I'm just thinking of all these dumb things of like, what if was just a tradition that had to happen you're like i don't want to like there would be and john everybody realizes politics have been fucked for a while now and most of them are shady (laughs) as hell so why is it so controversial that someone doesn't want to take a picture with a politician that's yeah it's a great point (laughs) it's just going like okay like at the end of the day it literally is just a guy and yes it's the as a figurehead of our country, it's it's the most important. I'm not trying to diminish the office, but at the same time, yeah. I am because you know whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, and it and it is just that it is just a thing, and that's where I have to say, stop looking for political feelings with athletes and yeah. actors and whatever else. And people on both sides are going to say, "Well, you're too much Hollywood, or you're too much this, or you're too." Everyone has a figurehead of some sort that they go, okay, I can like this person now because they align with my political beliefs. And it's just like, stop doing that. Hold the feet to the fire of the NFL and be like, guys, just why can't you have a normal collective bargaining agreement like the NBA? It works for them. Why can't it work for you guys? And be done with it because that's really it. It's It's really not either side of the issue just from a sports fan perspective. We don't really care. Yeah. That's the honest truth. We yep. don't care. And if the NFL were to just to go, okay, no one's doing any more of that, then everybody would get what they want out of that situation, and that's pretty much it. it, it well, maybe they should strong uh, arm they, they strong arm the players' union into this whole thing without even consulting them, and, that, and, and that's the difference between them and the NBA. That's, that's the big difference. Yeah. Give the players a platform in which to where it's acceptable for everyone to uh, raise their voice. Your league is 70% African-American. You, you have to understand that if they feel that something is an issue, they're going to speak out about it. I, it's just, it and it just becomes worse and worse and worse and worse. I wish the politicians, because they can't even do politics right, stay out of my fucking sports, please. <laughs> yeah. yeah, stay well, out. Like, the, the, like the the fact that they had never went to the NFLPA says yeah. all you need to know. No more football in twenty twenty one, folks. Sorry. We'll we'll uh, we will be the number oh, one spike ball podcast, uh, maybe number one <laughs> CFL women's softball, whatever Man, we're all into. World Series. Thank you, John. There it is. <laughs> Boom. I listen. I get hyped. I was getting hyped yesterday, the, all weekend, watching the uh, the women's softball 
uh, NCAA tournament. It's great. I'm I'm with Solak on that. It's it, I it, cannot it's tell you serious, but I'm really no, hoping you are, man. I, I, no, I, I got a lot I, to talk listen, about. Listen, I am what that is that is a hundred percent real take. I watched it all weekend. Woo! I thought it was awesome. I watched the end of the Oklahoma game. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I don't even know who it was against, but I saw they were up two nothing. Anyway, Ben. Ah, man, this is this is a heck of a pod. Remember, we got the Easter egg coming up for the uh, the Pop Tart takes because uh, we had some disagreements yeah. before the show that were hotter than the political takes we had in a, in a group of three people, which is impressive for 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ben, what you got, man? So vending machines in my building of two Pop Tarts. <laughs> they have s'mores Pop-Tarts in slot 164 and strawberry Pop-Tarts in 166. And obviously, I ate strawberry Pop-Tarts more often than s'mores Pop-Tarts as a kid because I feel like strawberry is much more of a staple flavor for Pop-Tarts, right? Like, when you think, like, toaster strudel, what flavor is it? Like, it's just most likely strawberry. That's, like, the one you see in commercials. I just feel like that's the most common one. So, New Horizons, uh, when I arrived at university and I started trying the s'mores ones, very tasty. Really big fan. Here's my here's my full take. I do not toast them because I don't have like a toaster or microwave. I have a microwave available, but I don't even think I, I don't know how to do that. I don't have a toaster. Wait, 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 wait. Did you say you don't know how to do that? I'm saying microwave like, wise. I, no, I'm saying like I've never thought about microwaving a pop. Oh right? yeah, because you know that's, that's, that's even oh, coming yeah, to my that, head got you. now. Correct. You yeah, don't have a toaster. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if I were toasting it, I'd probably be more likely to go. Strawberry, like it'd be a, a closer fight because I'm very used to having them toasted, and I feel like like that just makes more sense to me. That feels more like home. But I'm just eating them raw usually when I'm having a late night. And I'm just really hungry, and for that, it's the s'mores ones by far. Chocolate marshmallow, stronger flavor. S'mores pop tarts take the W. And we're gonna try and see if we can figure out a consensus ranking once once we wrap this up. Any any uh any last closing thoughts uh before we uh before we take it home and and uh, ask the gentle listeners for some awesome reviews might not be the best show to do it John go ahead uh no you certainly can uh, just to reiterate one more time I am uh, I am not a Democrat nor a Republican and I Same. can't believe I have to explain this every time we talk about politics you do because uh, when you dis- when you disagree with one you're obviously part of the 33 percent that is on one side <laughs> or the other not the people in the middle that are looking at both sides pulling their hair out anyway I'm sorry John go yeah ahead. <laughs> yeah no that's 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 all I really want to say and listen at the end of the day I'm just gonna I'm gonna reiterate this again like we are all Eagles fans, and to uh, it, it does not matter one iota what the political beliefs are because I know for a fact that that room doesn't just have uh, you know everyone that lines up democratically and or Republican like uh, there are a, a ton of different things in there. The one key takeaway from all of this, at least to me, is that the stronger the message from the White House, especially when it comes to just condemning the NFL itself, uh, the stronger the bond it is for those players. And those are, like I said, people with two sides of political beliefs. But if they are criticizing their teammates that they respect and that they love, and going back to what I said originally, it brings them together because it's he's talking about all of the NFL players. So... It is. Uh, it's not. It's. It's not uh, really the, the the binding of issues that they really align on, but it's coming together as a team to kind of fight against that one thing. Um. Also, like to add, I think it's interesting that most of the league is actually Republican, just because the taxes work out better that way. So it's surprising to see a, a, a team so unified in this thing, uh, despite the political differences. I'm sure that are all around the league with this thing. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see if it acts as a great unifier for the teams and we can finally get over this thing and send a stronger message back to the White House uh, of stay the fuck out. All right, guys. Uh, iTunes, go there. Leave reviews. Let us know what you think about what we got going on here at BGN Radio. really helps the show, keeps the lights on. Uh, If you stuck with us this long, I imagine that you must love us uh, for this show, for this unfortunate topic. Uh, We really do appreciate it. We would like to have that pizza party for you guys because, you know what, at the end of the day, we all we got, we all we need, fly, Eagles, fly.
uh, I'm looking at these rankings for these pop tarts here. Uh, what do you guys feel about cookies and cream at number one? I'm looking what? at spooneuniversity.com, and, and they've got <laughs> pop tarts flavors ranked. Cookies I, and I, cream is number one over s'mores. Here's the thing: I love cookies and cream. Never had it in a pop tart. Can't imagine it's great. It's yeah, I don't know terrible. why that. And it's like it's a good one when you're like, man, I want to eat something that's like a pop tart, but like dessert and also more disgusting and bad for you. Like cookies and cream is a heavy go-to in that situation. I'm not surprised it's up there because I feel like anybody who's ranking pop tarts is nine years old, and anyone who's <laughs> nine years old really likes cookies and cream pop tart. But um, here's what I want to know: Where is brown sugar cinnamon? Ooh, you're on my level, oh. buddy, because that's my that's my numero uno, by the way. No, no, no. I'm asking because it belongs in the cellar, all right? It belongs underground. What? Are you kidding Get me? Get sugar cinnamon all the way out of here. Get, Get it two districts, two counties, two states all the way out of here. Are you shitting me right now? Really? Brown sugar? Oh, man, I think that, that's one of my... Garbage with three H's. Wow. So uh, I, I got to say, I agree with Ben here. Um Ew. My my brother uh, died in a cinnamon mine in a terrible accident. Uh, <laughs> oh, true. So, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've got some bad feelings about cinnamon. Wait, uh, are you I can't serious? Smell it? <laughs> no, John. I'm not. Oh, I, 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 had, I had I had a I had a moment of like, oh my god, I hope he's not fucking serious because I just really <laughs> laughed at his brother's death. I can't talk about cinnamon. No. <laughs> no the, cinnamon, the brother cinnamon mine thing has gone on for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I'm just not a fan of cinnamon. I, 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 can't, I can't mess with it. I can't mess with the aggressive dark chocolate crust of the cookies and cream. That's wild. That's yeah. true. Like, that's like, like, it looks like an Oreo, like, like, as far as, like, the coloration goes. And that's, like, yeah. a little bit shocking compared to the usual crust yeah. color. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, they're nice and light. Like even the chocolate peanut butter, the the, the s'mores is good. The s'mores is at two. Where's 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 brown sugar cinnamon? Is what I care about. Four, which I cannot understand. They're all on the Four. bottom of the ranking that I see on Thrillist here. So you're you're very you should be satisfied, Ben. Both twenty five and twenty seven out of a list of twenty seven. Where the hell is strawberry? Where do they have? They have red velvet cake above strawberry. That Get is offensive. red velvet cake all the way out of here. All right, it's terrible. <laughs> wait, wait, in general or just in pop tarts? And pop tarts. Oh, yeah. Cake Correct. That's, nice. that's a good take. Yeah, yeah. But there's the sort of nonsense where it's like, all right, we need to do something really stupid so people get angry about us that we remember that they, uh, they remember that we exist. Let's make a red velvet cake pop tart. <laughs> well, here is here's Thrillist top five. Uh, okay. Number one, blue raspberry. Fuck off. That's what I say. Cause Fuck I, cause off. There's only one great blue raspberry, and it's in their heads. What? Like, could, do you think you could, if they put two pop tarts in front of you, one was blueberry, another was blue raspberry? I'm not sure I could get it right which one was which 100% of the time. Like, how many, like, how, how detailed a flavor can you get into pop tarts that you're able well, to distinguish between blueberry and blue raspberry? Well, because raspberry is a distinct flavor. Blueberry is a distinct flavor. That's why. Just because the I'm color's doing, different. I, I'm not arguing the fruits, Just from the look. I'm arguing that how well can you get the distinction of flavor inside of a Pop-Tart? Well, one's right. blue and one's almost like navy blue. But that's, like a, that's like a Gatorade <laughs> thing. You're, you're like okay. distinguishing them like Gatorades. Yeah. Let's well, <laughs> not even talk about Gatorade because BLG <laughs> is drunk when it comes to I don't know, strawberries. I still haven't had strawberry. the strawberry yet. So uh, if you haven't had the strawberry Gatorade, I feel bad for you. You must live in North Korea. Uh, but they have, uh, <laughs> on this list that I'm looking at, they have strawberry at 13, which is a crime against humanity. It's behind cherry, which cherry ain't bad. Um, it's behind raspberry, hot fudge sundae. Like, strawberry, for me, uh, I don't know about you guys. I, I grew up pretty broke, and uh, Pop-Tarts was kind of my thing. Strawberry, for me, is like, I think, I think John, you said it was for breakfast. Like, that was pretty much yeah. like my every breakfast for a while. And I didn't get sick of it because it's really freaking good. Like, and how are you guys strawberry. on strawberry? It's at, like, Eagles released an official statement. Oh, hold on. Uh, About strawberry uh, pop Yeah, hold on. No, no, hold on. It has been it, incredibly thrilling to celebrate our first Super Bowl championship. Watching the entire Eagles community come together has been an inspiration. We are truly grateful for all of the support we have received, and we are looking forward to continuing our preparations for the 2018 season. <laughs> like my good friend Johnny Cash, they are walking that line, and that's <laughs> yeah, they didn't see anything with that statement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, uh, I use zero words yeah. when 45 words can do. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh yeah, there we go. There's some there's some extra like you get you get extra commentary during the Easter egg, which is uh which is fantastic. So um yeah, yeah back to the uh, real problem at hand. Uh strawberry is in fact the goat when it comes Boom. to Pop Tarts. And Boom. Uh, Why'd you for, tell him to get s'mores then when he went to the vending machine? Because I said s'mores are for dinner. S'mores is a nighttime <laughs> Pop Tart, and that's exactly I, what you should like, eat. This like this this is hitting home with me. This is like I'm like, I, what I was trying to quantify earlier with toasted, non-toasted, like, this makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, see, it, it feels a little bit heavier. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can see it, it just being feels a more like sleepy time of food. It, seems, it sounds like let's get into bed and watch some Netflix and have crumbs all over our bed the next morning and regret a little bit in the morning right, what John, you did. I'm sold. I'll be over shortly. All right, good, good. Thank S'mores God. That's what I was trying to chill. say. Uh, real quick, thr- <laughs> thrill list, other top uh, – we'll do top six. Is wild, licious, wild cherry. I don't know if that's the same. The f- is that? Chocolate chip, I feel like most chocolate things are overrated, to be honest, because chocolate's in them. Not that chocolate's overrated, but there's a lot of like chocolate things that are like automatic. I like the chocolate chip ones. The chocolate chip ones Is are it good? good. I okay. might put them above cookies and cream. Uh, number four. On them. Oh, yeah. They have a little drizzle. A little drizzle. Yeah, I see a little That's, drizzle on the box. A little drizzle. Come on. Ooh, blue raspberry looks incredibly sweet now that I'm looking Is at the box, sh- by the way. Uh, is that drizzle on the chocolate chip like drizzle for ants? What is that? Like, how, I can't taste that in every bite. Like, it should be like part of the core. It's it's ornamental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to eat ornaments. Well, see, like, unlike most Pop-Tarts where it's just like, yo, the filling. Like, this has chocolate chips embedded in it, equidistant, up the rectangle. That's right. So, like, <laughs> we got a trade-off here. Well, I'm just saying it's like you get, like, the same amount of chocolate chip per bite. Uh, it's, you just it's, said it's mapped out. Number four is I've never even heard of this one. Chocolatey strawberry. I didn't know that existed. Exactly. Chocolate. This, this is all complete bullocks. Number five cherry. Number what six strawberry, raspberry, wild, wildlicious wildberry. How is that a thing? S'mores is number nine. <laughs> cookies and cream is ten. Chocolate fudge. Gone nutty. Chocolate peanut butter. Low fat strawberry. Go the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Have we heard blueberry yet? Has the name been called blueberry? Blueberry number 14, unfrosted strawberry 15, unfrosted blueberry 16, gone nutty PB&J strawberry 17. That's a Nutri-Grain bar. That's a slightly <laughs> country. <laughs> unfrosted strawberry. Unfrosted blueberry. That is just a, a Nutri-Grain bar, and the outside is a little different. That's all that is. You got this list from an Easter egg on a Nazi website. Holy yeah. crap, dude. Well, it's thrill list. They just, it's, it can be anything. Yeah, Red Velvet 20, Confetti Cupcake. Get the fuck out of here. 21. Get the, come on. Uh, chocolate Chip Cookie Dough. Now I'm interested. I want to know what that tastes like. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a Chocolate Chip Cookie Dough one. A peanut Butter and Jelly? Have you guys had Peanut Butter and Jelly? I don't. I, I would assume it would be good. I've, I've eaten a sandwich. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> not really gone for the pop tart. And then the only you know what is good though. So I used to work at an ice cream stand. All right, we're talking about peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, y'all have had fried Oreos before. Yes. Yeah. Fried Oreos with like peanut butter topping and raspberry topping that would go on Sundays. Ooh. You go. You can't feel your stomach. Wow. But it's so incredibly worth it. It's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Holy god! Holy crap! Okay. Um, okay. So. Uh, well, that being said, uh, I don't know if we've uh, solved the uh, mystery of it, but I'm glad we, we, for the most part, we're pretty much on the same wavelength when it comes to Pop-Tarts. At least we can agree on something in this world. No, I, th- I think we're... brown sugar cinnamon out of here. That's the model. Yeah, you know, well, <laughs> you're, no, Look, longer, we you're about... no longer invited to my bed. <sighs> Shame. I was looking forward to it. Now I'll have to write this paper that was due 10 hours ago. <laughs> hey. Finally. All right, gang. That's uh, that's your Easter egg. We'll see you later. <laughs>